Hi, everyone, and welcome to Identity Insights by Indicio. Uh, this is a new show dedicated to bringing you the news and unpacking new developments in the digital identity community. Today, I'm joined by Damo, Daniel Bloom to discuss the latest IIW. You would not want to miss the next one. Uh, thanks for making time today, Daniel. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Daniel Bloom. I am a software engineer and team lead at Indicio. Uh, and my focus is on uh, Hyperledger Aries and Indy, especially on the Aries Cloud Agent Python projects. Um, yeah, so I've been in the space for a while. Uh, started at the Sovereign Foundation back in 2018 um, and then switched over to Indicio uh, in 2020. All right, awesome. Um, so, right, you recently went to IAW. Um, would you mind telling us in a few sentences uh, what IAW is in your own words? Sure, yeah. So. IAW uh, is an extremely productive conference. Um, people get together. Uh, there's no set schedule. Uh, they just come with an idea of what they'd like to talk about. Um, and then each day we present uh, sessions uh, of what we'd like to talk about. And it's, it's just a very organic, self-organizing uh, opportunity to talk with more members of the internet identity community. All right, very cool. Um, so who typically go who typically goes to this event? Is it open to the public? Is it more like right focused towards developers such as yourself, or do you think an average person would uh, get a similar experience? Uh, it's a good question. It's definitely open to whoever would like to come. Um, we've had uh, anywhere from developers to very much in business have no technical background whatsoever. We've also had. Uh, professors uh, show up at these conferences before um, and you know trying to get ideas for classes on decentralized identity or blockchain more generally um, so yeah there's definitely a place for everyone i would say at iaw uh, if you want to talk more business you can run a session on business concerns and decentralized identity or, or whatever related topics in iaw if you want to talk about starting a class that covers decentralized identity, you can do that. Uh, if you wanna talk about what's the latest that's been going on in the repository that you're working in as a developer, you can do that as well. So yeah, it's pretty open. Um, and usually all of those different um, categories get quite a bit of interest from, from people, even if they aren't necessarily in that field. Uh, there's a lot of uh, cross-pollination, I would say, where developers go to business things business people go to technical things uh, and it's a really good opportunity to learn uh, about what's going on in a, a lot of different facets of the community all right cool um yeah what were some of the coolest conversations that you took part in or you know found at the conference yeah um let's see so i being on the more technical side of things, I had a lot of opportunity to just kind of sit down and talk with people about what's going on in the in the developer community right now, I guess, especially within Aries. Um, so able to talk about, uh, uh, let's see, did Indy especially, of course, uh, which is something that we've been working on recently, but also just current developments on Aries Cloud Agent Python and the other code bases. Um, so that, that's always, kind of top of the line uh, in terms of what I end up talking with people about. But what came up quite frequently at IAW this time around as well was uh, machine readable governance. And, and this was something that I think we as Indicio wanted to talk about uh, in advance of IAW. That was one of the things Mike was really interested in, in bringing up. 
and then it just kind of happened anyway so even without us like being the ones uh bringing up the session on the first day first session we sat down uh, and it it turned into a discussion of machine readable governance frameworks when the original topic was you know like is there a centralization problem in you know establishing who's a trusted issuer or or things of that nature um yeah so there's uh, there are a lot of conversations on machine readable governance a lot of conversations on interoperability uh, that one i think really sticks out for people in the community that's that's a really frequent topic at iaw and and other conferences i've been to in the space um there's you know as a frequent topic of discussion there's not ever really like a a resolution you know it's not like iw october 2019 or whatever we checked that box for interoperability it's it's it's, it's an evolving thing i guess um and uh, that was kind of one of the big conclusions actually out of our conversations on interoperability was that we're, we're still working on it we're still at a point in the technology where uh it's not exactly clear which solutions best fit which use cases and so we're all growing together and and learning at the same time and uh, we see eventually down the road we'll kind of settle into the technologies that help address our use cases i guess so yeah lots of really good conversations that that went on um and that's just a very small sliver of, of you know three days worth of really good conversations yeah that's super cool um so would you say that one of the main draws is right when you do go you find new ideas or like new ways of looking at what you're already working on to kind of like maybe point you in a direction towards some problem you're trying to solve or oh absolutely yeah um I, I think especially within this community I think people tend to be pretty heads down focusing on their thing uh and there's an entire community of this sort of activity going on so IAW is an opportunity for us to kind of lift our heads up a bit and look around the room and see what else is going on so uh while we've got you know these parallel veins of thought going on in the community uh you know there's the open id crowd there's the oauth crowd uh there's the decentralized identity and and didcom and verifiable credential crowds um at iaw we all kind of come together talk about the problems that we're experiencing in our on our independent timelines i suppose and uh we see the connections between them we're able to say hey this is perhaps a good point for uh you know did come to integrate with this other system or whatever um so yeah it's it's definitely uh it's it's a good place to go and kind of get a feel for what's going on just across the community it's it's a good cross-sectional view of what's going on all right awesome yeah that uh, sounds like a great time um so i know right when you went you had a few discussion topics that you wanted to bring up um how did that go? You mentioned did India, I know it's a big one for us here in DCO. So what uh, did those conversations kind of look like? Around yeah, here? so um, yeah, definitely went uh, wanting to talk about did India. But Daniel, tell me real quick in your own words, you know, what is the did India method? Cool. So yeah, the did India method uh, is a recent uh, specification that brings the India community in alignment with the W3C did core specification. So Hyperledger Indie actually originated uh, or predates rather the uh, W3C did core spec. 
And as such, there is a bit of a, a divergence in um, how different problems were addressed in the two communities. So the did ND method brings Hyperledger ND back to W3C did compliance. Uh, and it also makes it possible for us to use uh, a variety of networks from a single application, a single agent. Um, so we can issue from one ND network and verify from any other ND network. Or as a holder, I can hold credentials that originated from Indicio Sovereign or whatever network um, and present them all in a single credential. Uh, so the did ND method is a uh, again, bringing back to bringing India up to compliance with the W3C did core specification with native support for DIDs and DID documents, and also provides a namespace that allows us to reuse or, or rather use networks. Dang it. <laughs> that allows us to use any, any network uh, that we would like to within our applications um, and multiple ND networks, which is uh a code with us opportunity that we just uh wrapped up with the government of british columbia um a lot of the crowd that was attending the nd did method calls and participating in that work were not able to go to iw so it was kind of my opportunity to represent i guess the community uh that side of the community at iaw so that was definitely high on my list of, of things to talk about so i ran a session uh, I think it was on the second day of the conference. Um, had some really good um, conversation and and had a lot of really, uh, let's see, we had the right people in the room, I'll say. Uh, Drummond Reed was there, Marcus Savazello was there, Sam Curran was there, uh, as well as lots of other people from uh, various communities. And we were able to talk about what's been going on with the Indie Did Method work. Um, a little bit about the did method specification itself um, and some of the unique aspects of the indie did method um, and got some really interesting input from Marcus during this conversation as well Marcus Savadello who's really a pioneer in the did resolution and, and did URL dereferencing space um, and he, we kind of got his blessing so to speak on uh, a, a did URL mechanism which is kind of pioneering in the did method space uh, that we're using to reference different objects on uh, the indie ledger, uh, such as a non-creds objects. So uh, down the line, we see this as a really critical piece of interoperability of, of being able to use the non-creds in different ledgers and ecosystems. Um, so it was, it was really good to kind of get that perspective from Marcus and get his input, um, uh, which was, of course, extremely valuable. Uh, we also had Drummond Reed there, uh, who is very involved in the Trust Over IP Foundation. I couldn't tell you his exact uh, role there right now off the top of my head. Um, uh, but he really emphasized the importance of what Indy as a network of networks uh, affords us within the governance and uh, you know adoption side of uh, this, this problem we're tackling of getting decentralized identity to the world. Um, uh, so, so using DidIndy, we've made an even better case for any networks as a, a private ledger for uh, organizations who need that sort of a guarantee on their on their networks. Um, so yeah, some really good input from Drummond, uh, and then some really good conversation about Indy more generally in that session. So yeah. 
Awesome. Uh, were there any particular like questions about it that really raised some interest um, to you know you as a developer and you know someone that's been working on it a lot? Like what what kind of steering questions that made you think like oh we need to integrate that capability or something into it? Were there anything like that or? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so what was actually surprising to me was um, so I, I went in with the, an idea you know of how the, how it would go. Um, and fortunately, with the flexibility to go wherever the conversation went as well. Um, <clears throat> uh, so after spending a lot of time, you know, heads down in the code, uh, doing this this work for the indie did method, um, what actually took me a bit of back during the session was that a lot of the questions were a little bit more. I won't say basic exactly, but like it was more like indie and the non-creds in general and it was an opportunity to kind of sell indie itself again uh to members of the community and say indie is really good at doing these things um and it, it's a really good candidate for these use cases um and kind of just getting back to basics and then kind of tying in did indie as you know this is you know more of the goodness of indie just making it more accessible uh, more interoperable and, and more opportunity for us to, um, you know, uh, take advantage of the specific benefits of the different networks out there, uh, such as, you know, in DCO, I would say in DCO is pretty general purpose, um, but there's ID union ledgers, which is a jurisdiction specific ledger in uh, the EU, and there's uh, others that are just popping up um, as needed uh, for the legal, legal circumstances of you know those locations for those networks so yeah yeah there are some really good questions that kind of just circled back around to the whole point of of why we use indie um and uh yeah it was a good discussion on that front all right awesome um that's cool to hear that there's a lot of different you know it sounds like maybe levels uh that could all you know kind of benefit from your talk and and learn something there so that's awesome if someone's on the fence about going to this, you know, conference, what would you be is like, this was a major selling point that I took away that I think uh, you could benefit from as well. Yeah, that's a, it's a good question. Um, let's see. I think the, the, the biggest selling point that I can bring up for IAW is just the bandwidth of the conversations that you can have at IAW just outshines anything you can have over zoom like it, it just the amount of stuff that you can get done in a 3d three-day time period uh is just ridiculous um everybody's there all the people all the interested parties that you need to to interact with they're all in one place at one time um and you can put everybody in a room together and then just duke it out over whatever you know blockers that you have as a community as, as a technology um and it doesn't come to full resolution usually at IAW, but it advances the conversation so much further, so much faster than uh, anything that we could have asynchronously in, and online. Um, like easily, months work months worth of work uh, can be accomplished in just three days at the conference. Um, so that's always one of my huge takeaways from IAW is just how productive they are, uh, which is what I started with, I guess. Um, but it's also just an incredible opportunity to network and form connections um, with different sides of the of the community. Um, 
uh, like I said, you know, all the interested parties are in one place at one time. So you're able to sit down with people that you might not necessarily get a lot of time to interact with. Uh, like I was able to talk with Marcus Savadella a few times about, you know, did URLs and uh, resolution and registration of DIDs. And, you know, Marcus is a really cool guy. He's very responsive online, but it's just, you don't get to have those sorts of casual conversations spare of the moment uh, when you're not in person, I guess. Um, so, yeah, uh, to circle back around, it's just an incredibly productive uh, opportunity to speak with lots of different people at one place and at one time. So, all right, awesome. Well, that sounds like a great time. Um, so it looks like we are out of time, Daniel. I do appreciate you joining me today. Um, if you want to see more of Daniel and more, learn more about his subject, the identity method, uh, you can check out the upcoming DCO meetup uh, where he'll be going through the topic in detail. The link will be in the description. Uh, to learn more about IW and how you can get involved in the next one, you can also check out their website, which the link will be in the description as well. If you have any questions or any topics that you'd like us to cover or learn more about, uh, please leave a comment below. Uh, thanks again, Daniel, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Tim. I also have an opportunity to speak on a podcast that's hosted by Joe Andrew and Erica Connell. Uh, it is called the Rubric Podcast. You can find it at rubric.cc, uh, where they basically review did methods and talk about the people and communities behind these did methods. Um, so that'll be coming out in the not too distant future. I, I think you can expect that mid-May.